Hello, good morning. How are you today? Welcome to PF Things, episode 122. This is from Prisvo International Studios, Lagos, Nigeria. I want to really appreciate you for joining me. And I super, 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 um, I'm super grateful that you're able to join this from whatever part of the continent of the world you're joining from. I never take for granted the fact that many of you actually subscribe to this channel and you are able to listen. Now, we started a series on releasing your personal power. And today, we want to delve into the power of your beliefs. Yesterday, we established the fact that the origin of your power resides in your beliefs. That your belief is so powerful, it has the capacity to make you into whatever you want to be, and it also has the capacity to restrict you. That when you hear things like, as it thinks of, I mean, that believe um, that to him that believes all things are possible. It includes negative positive. If you believe you are small, very possible. If you believe you're big, it's very possible. If you believe you're poor, you are very correct. If you believe you're very wealthy, you're very correct. If you believe that your environment has limited you and you cannot get to the top of your career, you are very correct. If you believe that you can become anything you want to become, you are correct. It's no respect of your faith, your religion. is no respect of your culture. It's simply a respect of your belief. It's called energy and vibration. Now, I'll start by sharing a quote by Randy Gage. Randy Gage says that the next time your core beliefs are challenged, try being curious instead of being furious. Now, the biggest problem many of us have is once our beliefs are challenged, you are very furious. So we have leaders in Africa who, when you challenge their worldview, they get very angry and they, uh, they, they, they pour out the venom and they're going to blackmail you into submission simply because they hate to be questioned. There is no human being or human movement that has moved to the highest level of expression in life without being questioned. It was the fact that people questioned travel through a camel that the car was burned. It was the fact that people questioned a car. That was why an airplane was born. That if we stop questioning, we stop growing. So the next time your core beliefs are challenged, try being curious instead of being furious because the person who is challenging your thought is actually making you better think differently. A lot of us would rather die than think. And that's why we have been captured without knowing. We do not have our beliefs. We live by the beliefs that has been put in our head by people that we don't know. We live by thoughts and concepts that we have from people that we don't know the intention and the motive for creating those concepts. So once upon a time, it was believed that the woman was only good for cooking food and um, having sex and making babies. Now, there were women who had the capacity to produce a conglomerate, women sent here by God, to be a solution to the problem of the world, they never found the expression outside of kitchen. Why? Because we believed so. Now our world, women are finding expression in the boardroom. Some of the best nations in the world are ruled by women right now, led by women. And we can see what we have missed from the women who were restricted to kitchen. You know, so our beliefs can either sabotage or empower us. Now, I always love to say to people that there are too many things I used to believe. That if you have met me 21 years ago, you will never believe this is the same me. I wouldn't have worn what I'm wearing today 21 years ago. 
21 years ago, I was somewhere teaching people that ladies who wore trousers were going to hellfire. I was teaching people that ladies who painted were agents of darkness. Where did I get it from? From my teachers, because I was schooling in a place called um, Iwaroko Ekiti. No, I think about 22, 23 years ago, I was in the University of Ado Ekiti. The people taught me about God were people who lack exposure. They'd never been to Lagos, most likely never seen a skyscraper. They were people with dialect, right? Um, even though they spoke good English, but there was no exposure. So they interpreted God from the, um, you know, from the standpoint of their environment. And so what it taught me was what I believed. I was never a lady. I did not consider the ladies. I speak, spoke against their use of weaving, spoke against um, the palm in the air, spoke against the trousers they wore, spoke against that. I reduced them to what they were. I did not think of the vision or the capacity, the exposure, what I could benefit from them. So I lost vital relationships simply because my belief sabotaged me. Now, there are still people who are still where I used to be. They still believe this same thing and they are stuck in the past. As a matter of fact, when I began to change my belief, because my beliefs became challenged, right? Um, by exposure, many of these people started praying for my soul because they believe I'd backslided. Now, the next time your core beliefs are challenged, try being curious to say, is there a possibility that I could be wrong? Or is there, I mean, because a lot of people, in fact, in Africa, the moment you say God said, people's brain shuts down because they assume that what the man is saying is accurate. But the man may not be accurate because when divinity is speaking to humanity, humanity has a bit a way of infusing the elements of humanity into divinity and it, it becomes a bit subjective. So yes, it's partly the word of God, it's partly the word of man, right? And a lot of, but the recipients or the listeners don't know that this is a possibility. So whatever the man says, they take it as law. Even when what the man is saying has not produced the result it claims it can produce, or even when their reality contradicts what the man is saying, they still hold onto it with their life and they are not willing to change it. Now, here are a couple of fundamentals. Number one, your beliefs are convictions you have held to be true, not necessarily the truth. I was convinced that wearing trousers will take ladies to hellfire. I thought I was serving God by trying to save them from going to hellfire. But I was serving my belief and not God. Because why would God create a human being that he cannot accept simply by wearing trousers? Wear clothes is to cover their nakedness. A trouser covers their nakedness, but because, I mean, um, um, I love the part that says that to him that his pure things are pure. I was impure in my third. I assumed that they were going to be Jezebels who would bring us down. Meanwhile, I had a problem, right? But I used religion to cover that up and to splash my worldview on them. I could almost die for that belief, but I was wrong. There was another time I prayed. I was praying for a nine-year-old generator, right? That obviously had outlived its usefulness because I thought it was the devil that was trying to stop the gen from working for us to power up the service. I was wrong, but I held on to that belief for a long time. There are so many things I have believed that I no longer believe. The other day, a guy calls me and he says, praise, oh, do you like the way Nigeria is? I said, no. He said, come, let us praise God for 72 hours. So I said, what will happen after 72 hours? He said, so that God can change Nigeria. So I asked him, 
Have you ever seen a nation in the world that became transformed by simply people gathering to sing and dance? Then he looked at me, he said, no. I said, have you met seen it in any holy book? Then he said, oh, um, the wall of Jericho fell. I say, did they say they dance and praise? Or what exactly did they do? Can you read it into context? By the time he read it, he was shocked because he had actually believed what he was also told. He had not done an independent study. Are we together? And that instruction was once. It cannot be a template. I mean, because you cannot build a nation simply by dancing around, which is what we love to do. We love activity of religion because even when it cannot produce a result, we are willing to repeat it and get ourselves excited when there is no proof that this can work. Even when our parents did the same and grandparents did the same and they are dead, and there has been no changes, we are still willing to continue in the same format when there is no proof anywhere in the world that any nation has changed by dancing for 72 hours. So your beliefs are convictions you have held to be true. Not necessarily true. By the way, the guy still went to do the 72-hour program. Nigeria still has not changed. Your beliefs are a feeling of certainty about a thing that once you take a position, you can reinforce it and take it as your truth. Meanwhile, you are wrong. There are people who believe, for example, that people who don't belong to their religion are infidels and they should be killed, right? They held on to that belief. They think they are de defending God. Meanwhile, they are defending their beliefs or they are defending the interpretation of religion of the selfish interest of a man who cannot stand a contrary worldview, right? So it's a feeling of certainty about a thing. So when I hear people say, my position is, my position is, how true is your position? How empowering is your position? Even when your position will destroy the entire world, we should still hold on to your position. So there are positions like, it's only a woman that must cook. Any man who cooks is less than a man. And people have killed for this position. There are positions that a man is superior to a woman. There are positions that men are scums, you know. And people have held on to this position. They are not getting married. They are repeating it. They desire to get married. But they are sabotaging themselves by the beliefs that has happened based on an individual experience, which they have now generalized on everyone. Number two, your beliefs determine how you see the world and the quality of life you live, Right? Where you are today is a direct function of your belief system, right? If you don't like how you look, if you don't like where you are, is the direct function. I mean, I told you yesterday how I kept believing. I believed because I had my mentor way back say that, you know, abroad does not, um, you don't need abroad. It's abroad that needs you. You know, abroad will come and look for visa for you. And I believed that abroad was coming to give me visa. And I did not travel out of Nigeria until I changed that belief. Your beliefs determine how you see the world. So there are people who see the world as um, flat. Sorry, I got to adjust this camera. Um, just stay with me. Um, just stay with me, okay? Um, there are people, thank you very much. There are people who believe that um, the world belongs to one religion and that every other people who don't believe to their religion are going to hellfire. It's their belief. It doesn't mean that they are correct. It doesn't mean they are true, but that is what they have chosen to believe, right? So your belief determines how you see the world. There are people who believe that their race is the most superior race, that every other race is wrong, right? That is their belief. That is the way they see the world. Are they right? Are they wrong? 
No, but that is the way they see the world. And people are being killed. There are people who actually believe that you need to kill a human being to make money, right? Your beliefs determine how you see the world. People are bitter. There are people who see they can't even stand the excitement of other people. So you see someone dressed in a particular way, you conclude. You put people in silos. Your beliefs determine how we see the world and the quality of life that you live. If you don't like the quality of life that you live today, check your belief. It's your belief that is responsible, nothing more. Now, number three, your beliefs can either empower or sabotage you because it can make you say no to what you truly want because it didn't come in the form that you expected. One of the biggest crises of prayer is the fact that people don't have the capacity to recognize answers to their prayers. And I'll give you an example. So someone begins to pray that God give me a breakthrough. And God responds, the guy is a Christian, he's praying, God give me a breakthrough. The following day, a sheikh walks up to him to transact a business. If his worldview is around hellfire, heaven, wind soul, all he's going to think about is how to win the soul of that sheikh. And that can be a put off because I don't come, I didn't come to you for you to slap your religion on me. So he's going to say, oh, have you accepted Christ? And that will put a sheikh off. The man had been activated by God to come and do business with him, but he's going to turn it into a religious discussion and he'll put the man off. The man goes away. This guy begins to pray again, God, send me help. Meanwhile, God has sent the help, but he lacks the capacity to recognize the help, forgetting that God is the God of all flesh. I see a lot of Christians, even Muslims, who don't believe that God can activate someone from another religion to be a blessing to them. Now, it is when they remain poor or they remain broke, it's not because God wants them to be poor. It is the beliefs and in their mind or in their head that have sabotaged them and kept them small. So your beliefs can either empower or sabotage you. It can make you say no. People have said no to someone they should marry simply because it doesn't belong to the race, tribe, ethnic group that they belong to. They have sacrificed pure love on the altar of sentiment simply because their belief stood in the way, right? I have seen ladies who are poor, who want to be rich. A rich guy comes their way. Then in their brain, they say, oh, a rich man um, will be a sinner, right? They say a rich, a rich man may not make heaven. They are quoting scriptures wrongly. And before you know it, they settle for another poor person and they perpetually live in poverty. And they say, oh, this is God's will for me. Excuse me. How can God be your father? And he wants you to perpetually live in poverty, right? So you see that even people convince themselves that where they are is God's will for them when God has nothing to do with where they are. It's a function of your belief. There are times you see Jesus in the Bible, someone wants healing. And he will ask, do you believe I'm able to do this? It's, he needs the person's alignment with his own alignment because there is no miracle that can happen when you don't believe that it can happen, right? So you need to understand that sometimes answers can come in the form that you don't expect that if God could have spoken through a donkey before, he can activate a madman. That which is where the problem is, that a lot of us do not have the capacity to process the right information, especially when it comes from a force um, it's from, it's from a source that doesn't do the gymnastics that we're used to or is not a source that we consider credible, which is why your beliefs is the greatest prison anyone can be in, especially when they are limiting. And they are so powerful that sometimes it never responds to pain. Yet the greatest freedom that anyone can experience also comes from your belief. That sometimes your belief, people, people have said that pain will make you change belief. But sometimes I realize that people 
have a high threshold for pain. They are poor, they are broke, but they would rather die than change their belief because they will create another belief that reinforce the disempowering belief that don't worry, even if you are poor on this earth, you will be rich in heaven. They will create songs. They will create activities that reinforce that. They will create patterns. They will find stories in the past that reinforce that there was a poor man, Lazarus. He landed, landed in Abraham's bosom. You may be right, you may be wrong, but why would you suffer on this planet when God has given you a brain to trade and talent to trade with that can make you a better person? So you see that they keep creating narrative that holds them bound in the place of pain, right? So when they say, oh, we need to travel abroad, they desire to travel, but they don't have the means of traveling. And they will say, don't worry. After all, people will go abroad. Abroad is not where God is. You know, why do you need to travel abroad? You know, if you travel abroad, sometimes what if an accident happened? So they are creating narratives to hold them bound and hold them, keep them small, but they don't know. So even though they're, they're not living the quality of life that they live. They begin to enjoy this low-level quality of life to justify the fact that they are righteous, they are, um, they, are, they, are, they are rich in the things of God, and they're going to make heaven, right? Not knowing that by being poor, you have the tendency to go to hell. In fact, you're already living in hell, you know, um, because you become envious of people, you become judgmental, you begin to look down on people, you live in self-righteousness, and you assume every rich person is doing something. That's, there is no bigger L than that. So your belief can be the greatest prison that can hold you bound. You know, people have died in relationships because their belief says your God does not want you out even when their life is on the threat and there are people who are not receiving the beating who are reinforcing that belief, right? So you need to know that your belief is the greatest prison you can be in, but also the greatest freedom you can experience when it becomes empowering. The greatest carriers of truth are often the greatest carriers of error. Therefore, it becomes very easy to embrace a disempowering belief because someone said so. Now, so consistently, you realize that, I mean, one, one day I was somewhere and I have this mentor I love so much. I believe everything he says. I never question it. But I did not know that the greatest carriers of error can also can, of truth can also carry error until I made a statement that this is the only man that whatever he tells me, I don't even fact find it. Then someone called me aside and said to me, that was the first time I would hear this statement, that the greatest carriers of error are all truth, are also the greatest carriers of error. And the person said, praise, begin to observe, you know, from a detached position, you will begin to find out that there is a lot of inconsistency in what he's saying. And from that moment, I began to say, and I realized that, oh, wow, this guy is wrong here. This guy is wrong here. But because he's saying it forcefully and because he's as incredible as over time, people believe. And people, that's how people get into bondage because the person you don't believe can swindle you. Who is on your blind spot is actually the person that can injure you the most without knowing. The person can keep you in the prison and you'll be defending him in that prison. The person's life can move forward where he becomes very rich, stupidly rich, and you have become stupidly poor, even though you enter the same system in wealth, right? But you keep defending him. So the person now has siren that can take him out of, um, what do you call it? A traffic situation. You are stuck in that traffic. You make excuse for him, but maybe he's busy. He's going to answer the call of God. And you don't see yourself answering the same call of God. Do you understand, right? Or you now say, ah, you know, he's our governor. You excuse, you know, your oppressors, 
right? Because you have created the belief that reinforce your mediocrity. Now, so the greatest carriers of truth are also the greatest carriers of error. So it's very easy to embrace a disempowering belief because he said so. Truth cannot be because someone said it. Truth must be truth because it can deliver on promise. That truth must never be dependent on who said it. It must be dependent on its ability to deliver. That if the person has said, you know, this is going to happen and it never happens. And they have said that two, three times. You need to begin to check that what is this person all about? Because sometimes people can create, um, you know, their own personal narrative, their personal agenda and add in Jesus name or in God's name to it. It's a personal agenda. It's not the truth. But you will take it as the truth because the person has come in the name of God or the person has come as a leader and you assume that the person is infallible and it's not totally correct. Which is why as a human being, you cannot internalize information because someone you respect said it. No. As a matter of fact, a lot of people want to be rich. But the people teaching them to be rich are people who have become rich at their expense. But when you check the true riches of the world and the people that Forbes listed as the richest people, their names do not show up there, you know, but people still listen because the, as the person has not built a business, has not run anything, you know, that um, is dependent on the proper business principles, you know, but people will follow anyhow because the person is large, the person is big. As a matter of fact, if the person has money, a lot of people will follow simply because they just believe that, hey, they, even if the person has stolen or if the person has become rich at the expense of poor people who have become poorer, you know, and then the person has swindled them, people do not care. Whatever the person said, it was always the truth. Now, but you need to learn to read in between the lines and challenge concepts. The challenge is, especially in Africa, leaders hate to be questioned. And let me say this. No man can be a leader who is insecure and who has low self-esteem. The moment low self-esteem and insecurity shows up, the person is not a leader. So a lot of leaders are surrounded by psychophants. But true leaders want someone who can tell them the truth. But how you communicate that truth is important. You can't rebuke them publicly. There must be a wisdom or a wise way because they recognize wisdom when they say it. To challenge them, to improve what they're doing, to suggest to them and leave it for them to internalize it. And they can truly change, which is why they love people speak the truth in love, right? But oftentimes they are surrounded by psychophants who want to benefit from them. And because that is good to the human emotion, they, they, you know, they follow those people and eventually they realize that they don't even know what they are, what is happening because they have also become imprisoned. You know, that a lot of people believe a lot of things that there is no proper um, that uh, there's no proper data to back that this can deliver. So people want a country to become first world nation. And the only criteria is that the leader has integrity. The question is, does he have competence? Does he have economic um, knowledge? Does he have the exposure? Does he understand economics, right? The person doesn't, but we, we believe that integrity alone will save a nation. Meanwhile, it's been proven that the most religious nations in our world today are the poorest right so you can see how our beliefs can become subjective so i am showing you a picture on your screen now to the left or to the right you can see a sheet of paper what color is that shade of paper right it's white isn't it now what color is the man beside the sheet of paper aha i got you there maybe color yellow or orange but people will say 
that man is a white man how did we agree that this man is the same color as this of course it's so clear they are not the same color but that's how powerful beliefs are that even though we know the wrong answer is that this man is not white but we have come to believe because it has been reinforced over and over and over again and we have come to accept it as the truth are you with me now so if you check there are so many things you have believed that is not totally correct but you have held them to be true that this color of a sheet of paper was white that was what we were told so if they say exam in an exam this man is what color and they say white and they say black and they say gray and they say none of the above the right answer should be none of the above but people will still choose white right and so if i now say which one is white between these two you will likely go for the paper right because then your brain comes alive to say this man is not white but by the time you leave that place you are still going to say this man is white that's how subjective your beliefs can become and that's how messed up you can become upstairs that you just accept things because people have said it you are not willing to dare to be different because the cost of being different looks like pain that the whole world is going in one direction why should my own be different but the world has always been led by the people who chose to be different who challenge concepts and thought so people have believed that this man is white there's a man who is black and we reinforce it we say it all the time we treat people based on it we believe that once it's white is right is more intelligent is more better once it's black you know it's mediocrity you know and these are the biases and the stereotyping in our mind that has limited us over time it's all in our beliefs that even the black people now begin to behave in a mediocre manner because and the white people begin to believe as if they're superior um you know so you can see now i've used black and white again meanwhile nobody's actually black nobody's actually white is the description of a people that has been reinforced over time because there is no color white in any human skin and there is no color black in any human skin are you with me but here other question why is god white and why is the devil black so what we're saying is once it's black is devil once it's white is god right where did we get our thoughts from right so consistently you know when we, our movies reinforce it you know it gets into our soul and we begin to believe that the fact that this person is white or this person is um you know this a caucasian is not an african it may not swindle me but we have every nation no nation has monopoly over corruption every nation has corrupt people right it no respect of the color of their skin right so we think that god is white the devil is black right so when we see a black person or a black dark-skinned person we say oh it must be the devil and that's what we portray right so all kinds of stereotyping that is not correct so we say this man is a white is that these are white people meanwhile there is nothing in their skin that say they are white because even dark-skinned people have demonstrated excellence over time now why would you look up when you mention heaven and look down when you mention l that's another stereotyping right so and it's in our belief so when we say let us lift our hands to the heavens we lift our hands up you say lift your hands to the heaven question is where is heaven we don't know right but lift our hands to the heavens we lift our hands up what if heaven is in your heart so imagine someone who believes that heaven is in my heart said can we lift our hands up to the heaven he'll put his hand to his heart people will say he's mad or he's crazy or something is wrong with him he could be right because heaven is where you say heaven is right none of us have seen the location but people other people will lift up your hands up that even if you don't believe 
that heaven is up, you will lift up your hand up so that you don't feel different because you are keeping up with the Joneses. That's how powerful beliefs is because it becomes a community belief. Before you know it, you become the next colonizer of the next person because you're always going to tell him, you know, lift up your hand towards heaven. Heaven is, meanwhile, it's not lift up your hands up, right? So um, let's, let us cast the devil into hellfire. We put our hands down. What if I say, let us cast the devil into hellfire and I put my hands up? You are likely going to rebuke me, right? But that is your belief. Can you see how beliefs can be subjective? Then the other thing there, where is up and even where is down? That once upon a time on this planet, people wrote exams and they said the earth is dashed in shape. People believe the earth was flat. Meanwhile, it's in the scriptures that God sits on the cycles of the earth, right? And those who wrote exams and who picked the earth was very in shape were failed. Meanwhile, they were correct, but they were failed. Why? Because majority believed error, right? And that error defined people. People couldn't move forward when they had a contrary opinion. People have been killed for contrary opinion on this same planet, right? But now the world agrees that the earth is round in shape. We even say the earth is rotating. So if something is rotating and we are inside what is rotating, where is up, where is down? So imagine um, if it's rotating, up can be this, 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 up can be this. So if I say, can we lift our hands up and i do like this you are gonna look at me and feel something is wrong with me why is my hand moving up is where up is but if we say the art is round and the art is rotating what if up is down this minute is up the next minute is sideways the next minute these are possibilities that we are not even willing to accept and the person who dares to be different is going to be classified as a psycho simply because we are not willing to think differently now, so these are the things we have believed. Now, from this example, you can now see that your belief may not be the truth. Your belief is what you have held to be truth and for which you are willing to die for. Now, question is, how are beliefs formed? How are beliefs formed? Many of us, we are already in the prison of our parents. So when I was born, I was born into a pastor's family, you know, Anglican pastor, I was not given the opportunity to choose my religion. I was not choosing the opportunity to even believe my own belief. They loaded my brain with what, you know, my father believed was right, right? And so I was brought up to meet what he believed was right. Now, when you wake up in the morning, you got to pray. Um, if you don't pray, maybe something will go wrong, right? So I began to live in fear, right? So you realize that the damage your handlers may have done to you, you may not be able to recover. So imagine when I attained 16 and I said I wanted to be a Muslim, of course, LL will be let loose. The same way a child who was born a Muslim say, wakes up and says, I don't want to be a Muslim, I want to be a Christian, right? They're likely going to kill that child in some places simply because he has committed the greatest sacrilege against God. So the defenders of God will kill him, right? Because they think he has violated God. Meanwhile, he has exercised the right of choice, which every human being should have. So our belief is formed from our upbringing in some cases. So there are several things you believe right now that you don't even know how you believe them, right? That if you jump up, you um, you know, if you jump up, if you jump, you are going to break your leg. You believe the but people are jumping. Um, they are, you have divers. They are not breaking their legs. That you don't understand the style, but it's a sabotaging software has been installed that when you jump, you're going to break your leg. So when you jump truly, you break your leg, 
right? People have put in your brain that, you know, uh, 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 people who are rich will not make heaven. That it's hard for a rich man to make heaven. The laws are playing, these beliefs are playing in your, uh, uh, in your subconscious level. The most potent beliefs that drive your life are not conscious. They are unconscious because it was installed a long time ago. So, Every time you claim, I want to be rich, you are lying because that installation has not been uninstalled. So what is interpreting is, don't be rich oh, you because you are going to lose your soul. So consistently, people are held bound and they wonder why they are held bound. So your beliefs, you know, is formed from your upbringing. Your beliefs is sometimes formed from your environment. The environment you are exposed to. Environment in terms of where did you live? Where did you grow up? I was exposed to Iworoko Ekiti. So I believe that ladies who wore trousers were going to hell. Meanwhile, someone else was exposed to Japan. Someone else was exposed to, you know, um, America or UK or even an affluent family. Now, take for instance, um, and, and I'll tell you another example. Those girls who came to school with their father's car, those of us in the religious space way back on campus, our interpretation was that they are going to become carnal. They cannot be spiritual. So many of them could not really function within our fellowships because we concluded that they were carnal simply because they had cars. Now, their excellence and affluence was challenging our poverty. But we concluded that we were the righteous person, self-righteousness. So your beliefs can be governed by your can be can be governed by your environment. So how has your environment determined what you believe? Oftentimes, what we call right and wrong is not right and wrong until you get elsewhere and you realize that it's not really right and wrong, but we will hold on to it because our environment says so. See, many of the things we believe in Nigeria that has not produced a first world or a developed country, but we still believe them. We still hold on to them. We believe that the way to transform this nation is to just pray alone. Question. There are nations we see every day who are moving from third world to first world from a mediocre nation to industrialized nation simply by changing the power of their beliefs, not even religion, right? But we believe that we need to fast and pray for this nation to change. There is nothing wrong with fasting and praying, but if my people who are called by my name, we humble themselves and pray and forsake their wicked ways. Have we forsaken the wicked ways because we pray so much, but we commit the greatest atrocities around the world? Now, so environment can govern your belief. A child that was born into poverty will most likely take poverty as the norm. But a child that was born in affluence, there are things he will not even know existed. He may not even know that some people don't have food. Meanwhile, he can waste a lot of food. So you can see that many of us, where we are, is a function of our upbringing, what was installed in our brain. I mean, I used to hate God because my father would make us pray in the morning, pray at night, and some of the prayers are responsive prayers. Litany, you will need to respond to him at a time that you should be sleeping, and God help you if you sleep because he's going to beat you. Now, we look back and we, are, we thank God for those kind of training, but what was the opportunity cost in our worldview? How many things have they loaded in our brain from school, from religion, from politics, from the environment that we may never use for the rest of our life or whose application we never know? So we have become the biggest crammers, yet we cannot utilize what we have crammed. Now, so you have people who believe that the only reason they have not made it is because they don't have a degree. Now they have the degree. They say, oh, they, are, they don't have a master's. They are going for the master's. Oh, I've not made it because I don't have PhD. Meanwhile, life consistently shows people who have no degree, who are operating at the highest level, 
but you are still not willing to observe and change your worldview because there's a belief in your mind that you need to show certain people so you keep jogging in a direction that has no track record of delivering what you want because at the end of the day it's not about your degree is the competence and what you can deliver then another way beliefs is formed is from your knowledge the acquired knowledge what books have you read who have you listened to who is mentoring you who are you observing what is religion teaching you what is culture teaching you so your beliefs can be formed from knowledge from what you expose yourself to so if you expose yourself to many of the yoruba movies or Igbo movies that we watch on tv in nigeria you will conclude for example when you see a lady put a leg on the wall that she's already a witch you are not willing to fact find that what style of sleeping in the, is this maybe this is actually a better way to sleep but you will conclude because of the knowledge in your brain based on the movies you have seen that she has become a witch and you will rush her for deliverance to deliver her from what doesn't exist you will interpret wrongly you will see a child who plays with water a lot instead of you to look and say maybe she's an oceanographer or she's going to be an olympic gold medalist in swimming you will conclude that maybe this child ha, is mommy water and what of you i mean these are the interpretations we give based on our beliefs so your knowledge and your knowledge base can actually sabotage you because it can govern your beliefs then your events on or history so you have been told ah uh, you know people from this family they never do well and you believe it and it repels you from them that even when you see the outliers you are not willing to accept it that no this is not correct so for example you have been told that only christian marriage is the god ordained marriage anybody who doesn't marry the christian way you know their marriage is not going to be good but consistently you see muslims who get married and their marriage work sometimes you even see a christian who marries a muslim and their marriage work but you are not willing to fact find and believe that it can work even when the two people have chosen to make it work you will still believe that very soon now it will crash you become a devil who expects worse things because it doesn't align with what you have accepted to be true every time you see something that is working that contradicts what you believe you should research it and find out oh wow because even jesus says i have other sheep in other shipping that you know nothing about that all you know is all you know but all you know is not all there is to know i have never been a buddhist before so i cannot pass a judgment on buddhism if i was born a buddhist most likely i will believe what buddhists believe i've never been a muslim before i cannot pass judgment on islam because i've never experienced it right the same way i cannot slam my worldview on everybody's worldview when people have the capacity to actually see different dimensions to god if you believe god is your father you are right if you believe that god is your 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 your, your master you are right if you believe that you are a son you're right if you believe that you are a servant you are right the problem comes when you now say because you say you are a servant other people cannot be sons or when you say you are a son other people cannot be servant it's a free world god doesn't have a problem the way you're interacting with him it's at the realm of your belief right so history can actually govern our belief that nobody has made it or one uncle you know he tried to make it and he died you know this person tried to make it and he died so don't try to make it to keep it slow or this person shared his vision and he died they killed him so you also believe that people can kill you and if you share your vision so you keep things to yourself and you remain small that even when people show up in your life to help you your history says if you share it you may die and trust me you may share it and actually die because that is your belief 
Life is about your belief. So you believe that oh, because I've committed this sin before, God has given up on me and he cannot use me at the highest level again. Human beings made up this law. There was never a time God told you that I'm not going to use you again, but you believe it and it now governs your reality. Things don't move, not because they don't have the capacity to move, but because you have a belief that says so and that belief is operating at your unconscious or subconscious level. Then your emotional experience or result can also power your belief that you have failed in certain areas before you will now conclude that this is not God's will for me. You know, I need to go and do something else. But if you were Thomas Edison, you know, you will never have created the electric bulb. So people believe as a result of the experience. So the first time you put your end inside fire, you got burned and you concluded that fire is pain. But fire can also refine, right? So you took a worldview based on an isolated experience and you conclude and you generalize then you teach your children don't touch fire what if a new generation has now come that is fire resistance they may not be able to prove it i am not saying anything i'm just saying that there are other possibilities then events in our life can also determine how beliefs are formed let me submit to you this morning that you are a meaning making machine please never forget this that matter everything is matter you are the one that gives interpretation uh, if you give this to a one-year-old boy or a, a six-month-old boy, most likely will put it in his mouth because he doesn't recognize this as a glass case, right? And it will be correct, but as he grows older, he will realize that, no, this is not meant for eating. The same way, if you put this in his hand, he will put it in his mouth, right? Because that is his interpretation, that you are at the mercy of your interpretation, that if you meet people who don't belong to your worldview, and you conclude in your beliefs that, oh, if I work with this person, so let's say you were invited to come to politics, and your belief says, if I join politics, I will lose my soul. You will lose your soul. Not because you could have lost your soul, but that is what you have chosen to believe. So you exclude yourself, yet you pray for breakthrough, and you complain about the problem, yet you've been given a platform, but because you have not learned the rules of engagement, and you are close-minded by yourself, you lose it, you lose out from it. So you are a meaning-making machine, which means you can believe today that I'm going to become the greatest in my sector and you'll be correct, right? That is actually the belief that power me, that I am number one in the family life space across the globe, that I'm going to create conventions, solutions. I am going to become a school of thought, you know, that will solve critical family life problems the simplest way. And that's what I believe about myself. You cannot fight me over my belief. I have a friend. Every time he introduces himself, he will say he's the biggest investor, blah, blah, blah. And he's already on his way to getting there. That is his belief about himself. Don't fight people about their beliefs because you have the capacity to believe whatever you want to believe. A man showed up in your life and he said to you, God called me to liberate the world. You were not there when God spoke to him, right? But you believe him and you chose to follow him. Question, what are you saying about your own self? What is God saying to you? right that if you check the mythology you know there were things that people created and you cannot fight them over their beliefs because they are not stopping you from creating your own narrative so for example you can say every child that comes out of this family is a global icon that is what god has said and you believe it and you reinforce it before you know it you begin to produce that result you are a meaning making machine so the meaning you are interpreting and your beliefs do you want it to empower you or you want it to sabotage you? And life is governed on the frequency of pain and pleasure. That many of us, why we have not changed our self-sabotaging beliefs is simply because 
it looks like pain to change the beliefs. So the whole world believes something. And everyone is going in this direction. And you know this direction will not take us there. But it looks like pain to leave the Joneses and stand out because nobody likes to stand alone oftentimes. But sometimes you just need to stand alone. So you see people, they perpetuate a belief that has not liberated anyone. So if someone says this week is your week, you will make it this week and only, let's say, a crowd of a thousand and only 10 people made it. But you see, the other 990 people are going to believe that their own time is going to come. Meanwhile, their time may never come. There may be another way that may be submitting proposals, you know, but everybody depends on one person's testimony. When that person is not you and they slam their life around it and they believe it's going to happen to them and they've been there for 20 years, it has never happened, but they have not changed it because majority believes, majority believe this is what we must do. So I have done so many things. For example, there was a time I believed that if I don't go to church on Sunday, God is finished with me. Then one day I didn't go and I just felt sick. And I was like, ah, God, I'm so sorry. And I felt okay. Then I began to say, why would God kill me that I don't go to a church on Sunday when actually I serve him every day? So I said, something is wrong here. It's my belief. So the next week, I refuse to go. But this time around, I, have believe, I, I now believe that God is everywhere and he loves me no matter what happens. Guess what? I did not experience sickness. So I was able to change my belief and it changed my reality because whatever you believe is what you behave. Whatever you behave is what you become. We are likely to do, we are likely not going to do anything that is represented as pain in our, in our mind, even if that is the path to finding ourselves, which is why you see people, they want to keep healthy, but the food they need to stop to keep healthy looks like pain. That's why they're not going to stop it. Or someone should be jogging. But jogging looks like pain because the time to get out in the morning, I get out at 4 a.m. to jog, looks like the time that the sweet is, the sleep is sweet. So jogging looks like pain and it's not going to jog till his health is damaged. Are we together? So if you don't interpret what can liberate you as pleasure, you may never change it. So there are beliefs you have right now that the only reason you have not changed the belief is you know the moment you change it, you may lose friends, you may lose mentors, you may lose the people you respect. So you would rather stay with them even when there is no proof that your life is going to be better simply because you don't want to lose them. The question is, what exactly do you want? Because when standing alone now looks like pleasure, that, wow, I'm finally making my own decision and I'm making my own progress, I'm making mistakes, I'm learning from it, at that point, you're likely going to change it, right? So every time you see someone or something that contradicts your belief that is working, it should be a reminder that your belief is disempowering. So your life is not working, but you see someone who doesn't believe what you believe, his life is working and you know he's not stealing. It's an opportunity for you to fact find and feed yourself back that this belief I'm holding on to is not working. So today, many of you need to research your belief. To say many of the things you believe, where did you get it from? I see people make statements and I know where they got it from. It's not their statement, it's the conviction of their mentor or the saying of someone else, but they say it, they don't know the experience behind that saying or the oppression of the saying, which is why you quote the same scripture and it looks like it's not working for you. A Jew, Jewish person understands the quote and is working for him simply because he knows the quote, you know the quote. So it's a function of belief that what have you chosen to believe about your life? 
if you believe you're going to stand before kings, you're going to stand before kings. I mean, when we created the family systems engineering course, we believe that people across the globe will begin to take the course. That is already happening. And when people take it, they say to us, praise, this is the best family life courses we have taken because we find it usable in every culture um, you know, of the world. So basically, what is happening there is the fact that you can become anything you have chosen to become based on your belief. There was a time when we created it, nobody believed in it, until eight people chose to pay for it. And when they did it, it changed their life totally. And before they knew, they realized that it became a model that helped their, um, their, their accurate diagnosis. Um, they, they diagnose cases better and faster, and their intervention is swifter and more effective and more potent and help clients better. And they went to tell others and people started coming to take the course. As at the last count, over 500 people have been certified um, in Nigeria, in some part of Africa, um, African country, in the UK, in the US, um, in Canada, and in some other parts of the world. Do you understand? So you can become anything you can become. It's always at your belief, at the, at the realm of your belief. If you don't believe it, no matter how much they pray for you, it's not going to happen. Or if you say it, but at the unconscious level, you believe something else, there will be lack of congruence and nothing is going to happen. So the moment what you desire is not coming to pass and you see someone else that is doing it, you want to check out what is their belief. Now, all things are possible to him that believes. So if you believe that you are small, it is possible. If you believe that you are big, it is possible. If you believe that you are going to be great, it is possible. If you believe you are not going to be great, it's possible. If you believe you are going to die very soon, very correct. If you believe you're going to live long, very correct. If you believe, oh, your mistakes will define you, you are very correct. If you believe you can bounce back from your mistake, you are very correct. Life will deliver to you your belief system. But the question is, are your beliefs empowering you or your beliefs sabotaging you? So what are the things you need to do? Number one, approach every information from the standpoint of curiosity, not acceptance, including what I've shared today. Because there could be errors in what I've shared. Henceforth, when you hear an information, whether in the religious space or anywhere you go, approach it from the standpoint of curiosity, not accident. Say, can I check? Someone makes a statement, can I check? There was a time I was somewhere, and my mentor said the highest flying bird in the world was the eagle. And my son was there. My son, because my son watches a lot of national joy, my son said, No, that's not the highest flying bird, that there are birds who are um you know so higher than than the eagle and i said really so he mentioned some griffin vulture and we quickly check on google and my son was correct right so approach every information because the person that made that statement was reading the bible meanwhile bible is not national geography right as at the time the bible was written maybe the highest flying bird that was discovered was the was the eagle but over time, they will discover new birds and scientific research will show that they are faster than the eagle. And the Bible never even said that the eagle is the highest soaring bird. You only said those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount with wings as the eagle. But we concluded. It's like when people say, my father's house above. There is no above there. Human beings put that in there, right? So approach every, no matter who is saying it, approach it from the standpoint of curiosity not acceptance which is why i love a group of people called the Bereans. every information that a philosopher paul of tassos gave to them they went to check from the books to be sure that it was correct you want to do that for yourself or else you may become imprisoned by what you don't understand defend what you don't understand die for what you don't understand and what you have died for is actually wrong number two embrace beliefs that is in alignment with what you truly want and where you truly want to go 
So if there's a belief or there's a teaching that puts fear into you, if that's not where you want to go, reject it. Sean Stevenson says, never believe a prophecy that doesn't empower you. Reject it because words create, um, you know, beliefs in you. Thoughts create beliefs. So don't allow, you know, things from people outside of you that you respect that is not in, in alignment with where, where you want to go. So someone wants to travel and the car had two flat tires and concluded that witches are on the way. What if your car has had issues? right but people just slam all kinds of beliefs and guess what whatever you have chosen to believe and your interpretation will be your reality so if you want to be great look for information that is great listen to people who are great um jack ma bill gates everyone who has demonstrated greatness listen to them don't go and be listening to people who put fear of devil demons some kind of things that messes up your sanity strikes fear into you into you if the destination you want to go is the destination of fear then you are right to listen to those people. But you cannot want to go into the destination of bliss and prosperity and be listening to people that strikes fear into you. So embrace beliefs that is in alignment with what you truly want and where you truly want to go. Can you pause today and check the beliefs that you have, that you know it's not serving you or producing results, and begin to now embrace new beliefs that you know is in alignment with where you want to go. Number three, challenge every belief that has not produced the result you truly desire and ask human questions. I was somewhere and a man said, you know, if you don't wake up to pray at two, you know, something is wrong with you spiritually because that's the time which is gathered. Then I raised my hand, sir, which of the time zone? Is it Pacific? Is it GMT? Is it West African? Apparently, didn't even know that there are different time zones, right? So ask human question. Now, don't be rude about it. You know, be smart about it, but ask human question. What if this? What if that? What if this? Because it's, there is no one way to see anything, right? There are several ways. But you see, what you see becomes your reality because it's a function of your belief. Challenge every belief that has not produced the result you truly desire. As you are listening to me today, you want to be rich, you have not become wealthy, you need to challenge. There is a belief system about wealth in you that is not correct that you need to challenge. Or maybe you have not acquired the right skill. There is something at the realm of your belief you need to challenge, right? And once you challenge it and you change it and you believe that good things will come to you, you will be shocked at how the universe begins to respond to you. So ask questions. Number four. Create empowering meaning to perpetrators of disempowering belief to protect yourself. So you don't want to get into crisis because after listening to this broadcast, you may begin to think that some of the people who have spoken to you are fraudulent people. No, right? They have done the best they could with what they knew. So you need to excuse them. People were beating Jesus. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing, right? There are, there are people who have set themselves as authority figures over their, your life who are actually presently in error. They may used to be in the truth, but they're now in error, but you don't know the difference, right? And now you are realizing that you have wasted a lot of time. Don't be bitter about them because one, they did not force you to follow them. They did not force you to stay under them. They did not force you not to fact find and research to know whether what they are saying is right or what they're saying is wrong. You don't have to take whatever people say to you, right? So you need to create an empowerment and say, ah, they don't know better, right? Someday they will find the light and move on with your life because you need your sanity preserved for you to capture the future you want. Number five, observe what is working and who is working it and let it challenge you to believe the best about yourself. So activate your eyes because one of the best ways to change your beliefs is to begin to observe what is working and who is working it and let it challenge you because a lot of people actually believe that 
people they call unbelievers and i don't know why they call them unbelievers because an unbeliever is someone who doesn't believe what you believe right um you know they believe that they can't make it or if they are making it they are using another power says who your understanding of god is not the only understanding of god that exists right your understanding of god is at best limited you cannot understand the totality of him so there are other people who understand different sides to God who don't even subscribe to what you subscribe to simply because maybe they are the father who is wealthy and they followed him, right? And they followed his pattern. There were things I learned from my father, my work ethic, just by observing. I didn't read it from any book, right? So you need to understand that there are things that will work that you don't know anything about, right? I've, I mean, a friend went to a um, Hindu shrine and he sees people testify of how they chanted mantra and cancer melted. He said he felt it was in a church, but someone else says the power of the devil. Excuse me, if God has not complained to you, you might want to check what is it. Because what they are doing is confession. If chanting mantra is confession or affirmation, then there must be something about your words that can recreate your reality. And if you do the same, you realize it works. Unfortunately, even people you say are unbelievers are practicing these things and you are not even willing to, 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 to check it out. So when people see yoga, they think it's spiritism. Meanwhile, it's simple meditation, right? And people are not even willing to say, what is the science behind this? So observe what is working and who is working it and let it challenge you to believe the best about yourself. Number four, six, create your personal beliefs about different areas and chant and practice living it out daily repetition is the mother of all skill what do you believe about your health what do you believe about your life what do you believe about your mistakes what do you believe about your marriage what do you believe about your wealth what do you believe uh, yesterday i asked you to choose three areas of your life that is not working what have you believed and what must you believe to produce the result i believe my family is going to work my family is the nation that's the what, what i believe how do you see your family right how do you see women i believe my wife is the feminine expression of me right and i am the masculine expression of her so i don't see superiority or inferiority or i'm superior she's inferior no i see cooking as a means to eating everybody should be free to cook that is my belief what is your own belief and that has set me free from expecting my wife to make up mess up herself you know slave because she wants to fix meals for me i can fix meals she can fix meals all of us can any of us can do it so we collaborate as a team what is your belief about marriage what is your belief about life what is your belief about children? I respect my children because they are global icons and the, you know, so I understand how to relate with them. What is your belief about upbringing of people, right? What is your belief about God? I believe God is love and is my father who loves me and is able to put up with my weaknesses and is willing to be patient enough till I master what I have not mastered. I no longer see him as a killer, as someone who wants to kill me every time I make a mistake. I no longer see him that way. I'm sorry. If that is the way you see him, you are correct, but I don't see him that way. Do you understand? So create your own personal belief. That is the belief that empowers me, and that's what I've chosen to believe. You can also choose to believe that God is a, a killable killer, unkillable, who wants to kill you. You will just realize that every time you make any mistake, you will stay longer on that mistake because any other thing that happens, you will interpret it as God that wants to kill you. If God is my father, why would he want to kill me by what I've not mastered? And number seven, create an image of the ultimate you. And visualize the portrait daily, reinforcing your beliefs about you by surrounding yourself with a support atmosphere. 
who do you see yourself to be? I see myself as wealthy. So what do I do? I visualize a wealthy praise, right? Traveling around the world, solving family life crisis, certifying family life practitioners across the globe. That is my visualization about myself. Then I surround myself with support atmosphere. So I watch Jack Ma. I watch Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos. Successful people who have achieved the result I want to achieve, I listen to them, I studied, I surround myself with their thoughts. I listen to their audio books. That's what I've done. You need to do that for yourself. If you do that, the quality of your life will totally change. Remember, your belief is what has determined where you are right now. If you want to move from where you are to where you need to move to, your beliefs will have got to change. If you begin to see yourself as special, the old world will begin to see you as special. If you see yourself as ordinary, everybody will take you as ordinary. Why is it that some people, you stand before them and you begin to shiver? It's because they see themselves as special. They've communicated that they're special. And you have also believed that they are special. Now, what do you believe about yourself? That you are normal. Now, it's time to change your belief so that your reality can change. I will end with Mahatma Gandhi. Mahatma Gandhi says your belief becomes your thought. Your thoughts becomes your words. Your words becomes your action. Your action becomes your habit. Your habit becomes your values and your values become your destiny. So if your destiny doesn't look like what it is right now, can we check your values? If we check your values, if your values is not in alignment, can we check your habits? If your habits is not in alignment, can we check your action? If we check your action, can we check your words? What do you say about yourself? And can we check your thoughts, right? And if we check your thoughts, it must be as a result of your beliefs. Everything starts with your beliefs. You want to master and release your personal power? Your belief is the number one thing you need to handle. If you adjust your belief, you can adjust your thoughts. You can adjust your words. You can adjust your action. You can adjust your habits. You can adjust your values and you can change your destiny. So you do not really need any supernatural force in code to change your destiny. If you align with what Mahatma Gandhi just said, that your beliefs becomes your thoughts, your thoughts become your words, your words become your action, your action becomes your habits, your habits become your values, and your values become your destiny. That everything starts with your belief. From today, what would you believe about yourself? What would you believe about your mistake? What would you believe about other people? What would you believe about humanity, about God, about the devil, about demons? There was a year in my life I told my wife, we will not pray against any demon again in this house. Let us, if we will die, we did not pray about demons and we became better. That I have, I must be God conscious that I don't even think about the devil anymore, right? A lot of people, they are devil conscious that they have lost sight with God. I hope this has helped you and it has challenged you. You need to listen to this over and over again. I'm sorry, it has taken more of the normal time, but I think it's value well delivered and this will totally transform you. Thank you so much for joining me. We'll continue the discussion tomorrow. Please understand that everything is about your belief. What have you believed about yourself? Any belief that doesn't empower you, it's time to take it out and install another belief. It's going to be tough for you to eventually master it, but if you reinforce it and repeat it and act it out, you will take simple results and your simple result will tell you that this can actually work. Thank you so much for joining me. I celebrate and I honor you. Have a fantastic day. Bye-bye.